0: and influence reality. Soon after I performed my original ritual, initiating myself onto the wizard path, I decided if I was gonna be a wizard, I should probably write a book. After all, how would anyone know what I meant when I told them I was a wizard, unless I wrote a book laying out my many complicated ideas about magic, reality, and the role of wizardry. Thus, at the ripe old age of 28, comfortably established in my role as an entry-level customer support employee, I set forth to write my magical manifesto, riffing on Dale Carnegie's landmark self-help book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I chose the humble title, How to Win Life and Influence Reality. As I saw it then, and still see it to a certain extent now, magic is a metagame. It seeks to decipher the hidden rules and secret strategies that aid one in moving in the direction of health, prosperity, love, adventure, or whatever fortune they might seek. So, if magic is a metagame and the goal is to win life and influence reality, as a newly minted wizard, I was going to write a strategy guide. Barely five months after I'd rented a rehearsal studio in Manhattan and done my wizard invocation, I found myself back in a different rented rehearsal studio, performing a new ritual to kick off the period of contemplation and inspiration that would usher my book into the world. I had a copy of Carnegie's original book, Given to me for free by my gracious employers, because handing out free copies of an 80 year old self help book is the kind of bright ideas customer support managers are so frequently blessed with. I'd modified the book so it had my new title emblazoned across its cover, and I used this as the centerpiece in the elaborate ritual I knew would align the cosmic forces so that this book could pour forth from my fertile mind. When the ritual concluded, I headed home working to consciously forget the ritual itself, while also secretly excited to see how this divine inspiration would manifest. And then my life fell apart. Well, fell apart is a bit dramatic. I knew if I wanted to follow the wizard path, I needed to end my relationship with my current partner, who I also just so happened to live with. So instead of writing arcane texts, I found myself navigating a breakup and a move, and within a few weeks, I was sleeping on a friend's couch trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do next. Winning life and influencing reality, indeed. I wanted to start this episode with this story. One, because it's always funny to laugh at the stupid things I did when I was younger. Two, because it's very relevant to this episode's theme of writing about wizardry. And three, because plans going awry is now an essential feature of how I view wizardry. But I also don't want to bury the lead here. So let's imagine a drum roll, trumpets, fanfare all that good stuff, as I make a very important announcement. I'm writing a new book about wizardry. This is the book I've wanted to write, and for that matter, read, ever since I first discovered magic. When I was a young chaos magician obsessed with Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, Grant published an essay called Pop Magic in the disinformation company's Book of Lies, a collection of essays about magic and the occult. Grant promised that this essay was merely an excerpt of a forthcoming full-length book on pop magic. As I attempted to wade through Crowley's obtuse bragging and Peter J. Carroll's baffling mathematics, my mind kept drifting back to Morrison's promised work on chaos magic. Morrison was such a fun, clever, charming, encouraging, and accessible writer, and I wanted to read that book so bad! I wanted someone to lay out magic in its many splendored postmodern glories and just frickin' tell me how to start working sex magic sigils and summoning Hermes in the form of DC Comics Flash. I can't stress enough how many times my mind drifted back to the promise of this book, and how desperate I was for any news that it was being published, and I could at long last lay my hands on it. Alas, it was not meant to be. Morrison wrote a prolific number of comic books and other projects, but never the promised pop magic and I was left to stumble through the occult wilderness, developing my own theories and methods for wrapping my mind around magic. And now I'm in the process of putting those thoughts down on paper, at long last writing the book I myself wanted to read. Wizardry is a complex topic, which is partly why it took me so long to reapproach this project, but now that I'm an internationally renowned wizard and the host of the incredibly popular podcast, This Podcast is a Ritual, I wanted to work the magic required to write this book in a more public manner. Gone are the days of scurrying to a rented rehearsal studio so I can huff nitrous oxide and launch secretive sigils. Now, I am centering myself in the midst of this podcast, this ritual's very public magic, and making bold proclamations about this book to be. And the reason for that are two values that lie at the heart of my wizardry. Transparency and metaness. Transparency is essential. I've often wondered how many authors of books on prosperity magic are broke, or how many heartbroken and desperately single scribes of love magic spells there might be, which is by no means to say that people with problems can't write books about answers, or that to practice magic, one must be perfect and infallible. I just know from experience, it's easy to put ideas first, and action and efficacy a far, far distant second, which for me ended up feeling extremely inauthentic i also know that it's hard to do things it's hard to take the time to sit down and write to push past hating one's own writing doubting one's ideas and somehow hold tight to that impossible belief that this will all come together and result in a real book one day my friend kate once told me that her favorite part of my wizardry was how i performed it in public not by riding the subway and granting wishes but by publicly announcing hey everyone Magic is real, and to prove it, I will now turn myself into a wizard, and you can all watch that journey unfold and see the magic for yourself. So while I'm not going to do a podcast episode every step of the way, I wanted to announce the project, generate hype, and pull back the curtain so you could see the wizard at work. And that brings us to the metaness of it all. A wizard writing a book about wizardry, using a podcast that is a ritual, as a ritual, to unveil the process and push this possibility into actuality and inevitability. Because while some of you are listening to this episode before the book comes out, others discovered the podcast through the book and are tracing back the roots of my wizardry to the source. Everything folding in on itself in a delightful knot of wonky, self-referential wizardry. Now, the risk of prophecy is that this book, like the previously mentioned Pop Magic by Grant Morrison, goes poof and somewhere along the way never sees the light of day. And that would be a bummer. But by listening to this episode and believing in this book, shall I even say desiring this book and saying to yourself, yes, yes, I want to read this book. I want it to exist. Well, you, my friend, are helping bring this book into existence. You're making this real. And that's a very big deal. So I thank you for that. And the flip side of prophecy, the one we're playing into together, is that one day, someday soon, we can stand tall and scream at the heavens, as was foretold, the day of prophecy has arrived. And then we can take a selfie together and I'll sign your book for you. Just a little something to look forward to. But before we get to books yet to be, let's return to our protagonist, me, Boldly winning life and influencing reality as a newly single, temporarily homeless, gainfully employed pseudo-wizard making his way in New York City. Despite what you might have been led to believe, sleeping in someone else's living room doesn't really afford one the privacy or time to sit down and write. So my book project was on the back burner, and I was more focused on the immediate concerns of getting my shit together. One night, when I was attending an employee talent show which is another of those blessed ideas customer support managers tend to have, I ran into a new coworker in line for the bathroom. She'd started a few months ago, and I'd seen her around the office, but never had a chance to say hi. So while waiting in line, I decided to rectify the situation. I said, Hi, I know I should have done this months ago, but I've seen you around and haven't introduced myself. I'm Devin. She introduced herself, and the line moved forward. Suddenly, overtaken by unknown inspiration, I looked at her seriously and said, this line is moving quickly, so we don't have much time. Tell me, what is the most important thing about you? She paused, thought, then looked back at me and said, I'm an illustrator. Realizing whatever book I thought I might want to write would be better with illustrations, as well as knowing I'd be far more likely to make progress if I was accountable to someone else, I blurted out, amazing, I'm looking for an illustrator for a book I'm writing. Her face lit up. We agreed to discuss it Monday, and thus a book that I was already far too embarrassed to try and call How to Win Life and Influence Reality was born. In the months that followed, I tried to channel my thoughts about magic and reality into something coherent. Inspired by her illustrations, my writing moved in different directions, taking on a nautical metaphor and settling in to become a short book I'd eventually call Mysteries of the Deep. When all was said and done, illustrated and edited, I had a lovely little short book that, while being about many ideas and concepts that wizardry rests upon, actually said very little about magic, wizardry, or the practice thereof. Since I was still figuring out how to be a wizard, I wasn't really in a position to write the definitive guide to wizardry. And mysteriously and magically, this new book was actually becoming a foundational piece of how I elevated myself as a wizard and brought myself into the public consciousness as such. You see, When I set out to write this book, I had no intention of working with a publisher or getting a book deal. I wanted to self-publish a physical book that my friends, family, and very early fans could hold in their hands. And what I definitely did not want is thousands of copies of the book following me around for the next decade. Boxes and boxes of unsold books that I'd have to move in and out of apartments, storing underneath my bed as my own ideas evolved beyond that first book, And it became something that I didn't really want to push or promote anymore. So I decided to do a Kickstarter spell. I crafted a Kickstarter campaign to raise $420. Far less than it would cost to print the book. But I had faith magic would find a way. And with the help of some friends, I made a video explaining the spell. Held a launch party, which was also my first public ritual in New York City as a wizard. And kicked off the campaign. That flurry of activity... Led a local journalist to hear about my wizardry and interview me for an article with the Daily Dot titled, Weed Smoking Brooklyn Wizard Wants You to Join Him on His Chill Quest. That article went live the day my Kickstarter ended, prompting a buttload of attention at the very moment that people could no longer back my project and secure their own physical copy of the book. Being a very stubborn, or some might say, stupid wizard, I refused to extend the Kickstarter ensuring that the physical magic artifact edition of the book would be limited to 100 copies, available to the initial backers and any lucky souls who happened to stumble across a copy in the wild where I would surreptitiously tucked it into a public bookshelf. But that Daily Dot article led to me being invited on the Very Ape podcast, which I've now appeared on several times, which in turn led to new friendships, magical bonds, the inspiration to start my own podcast, the one you're currently listening to, and a very important realization. Wizardry isn't about winning, it's about playing. The best games aren't the ones where we craft a perfect strategy, execute it flawlessly, and march inexorably towards victory. Games are a flux of stimulus and response, as other players and random chance thwart plans, forcing retreats, detours, and desperate Hail Marys that maybe, just maybe, get you to where you were trying to go but much more often, take you someplace new entirely. The ritual I did in spring of 2015 didn't help me win life, but it certainly influenced my reality. It led to an unexpected, completely different book, furthered my wizardry, put me in a position to start a podcast, and at long last, dropped me off here, in the present moment, where I now feel compelled to write about wizardry, albeit in a very different way. So... That's a long way of saying, I'm writing a new book. And the question you'd be very justified in asking now is, okay, Mr. Wizard, what's the frickin' deal with this new book? Here's what I can tell you. Right now, it's tentatively titled, Slightly Better, A Wizard's Guide to Wizardry in Theory and Practice. Since I believe wizardry is defined by its ability to resist definition, the book is my best attempt to square the irreducible rascality of wizardry with the reader's very understandable desire to not wade through a bunch of vague, off-putting, hand-waving nonsense and instead get an accessible and approachable introduction to wizardry as I see it, tying together the currents of historical wizards and their more prolific pop culture characters. I'll be exploring what I mean by the word wizard, how the wizard archetype exists within our reality, the maps I use to navigate as a wizard, and most important of all, Magical practices you can do yourself. But wait, there's more. I'm once again working with an illustrator to give this book all the magical oomph I can muster. But instead of having to wait for chance encounters in the lavatory line, this time the magic of this podcast brought us together. I'll save the full announcement for when there's more to reveal, but let's just say I'm so grateful for the community this podcast has created and it feels so special and so significant to be creating this text in collaboration with a ritual participant. You know who you are. After all, even though I'm supposedly the wizard, it really is you, all of you, whose magic is real. So where does that leave us now? Well, the text is more than halfway written and currently being revised and expanded, while illustrations are also underway. I have high hopes to produce a very beautiful, well-designed artifact but we'll all just have to wait for more updates on that front. In the meantime, this podcast episode is a spell designed to lock me into the next phase of this project, pushing this book out of my mind and into existence. And to take that one step further, for all you very special participants who are part of our Patreon, I'm releasing a bonus episode in which I narrate one of the first chapters from the book. So, if you'd like to check out that sneak peek, and aren't yet a patron, you can visit patreon.com this podcast is a ritual to check that out, as well as ongoing updates as this book comes into being. And for anyone curious about the previously mentioned work, Mysteries of the Deep, while physical copies are still limited to those fortunate enough to catch the original Kickstarter spell, you can download a digital copy at personasawake.comslash shop. And thus, the wizard closed the book from which he'd been reading the book his entire life story was written in, saving the next chapter for another time. A chapter he knew would not only see his new book, Slightly Better, A Wizard's Guide to Wizardry in Theory and Practice, Enter the World, but usher in a new era of wizards, inspired by his wizardry, in turn inspiring future generations of new wizards, slowly, but surely, ensuring the success of his original mission, to make the world a more magical place.